Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbett and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. Good morning. It is 7.15, 15 minutes after 7 o'clock. Michael Paul, Ted Tibbet, a studio full of people, about 70% female, and Gene Valentino's in the house. Well, that's good company. <laughs> they couldn't wait to hear your voice this morning, Gene. Uh, good morning. Well, and it's, if the tr- thank you. And the truth be known, we couldn't wait to hear yours. Welcome well, back. That, yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, I had a, a little trip up to the Northeast, and I'll tell you, you know, I have never been, you and I talked about this, I'd never been to Bar Harbor, Maine. And let me just tell you, I was so impressed with that little town. What a great place to go. Uh, you know, but everybody there said, yeah. You know, I, I talked to several locals while I was there and, uh, you know, bring up the subject of what's it like here in the wintertime. They said, well, let me just tell you this. A lot of people come here in the summer and they think, wow, I want to buy a house here. And they buy a house and they come and they stay there and they they end up uh, getting there in the wintertime. And uh, the wintertime is pretty rough, apparently, in Bar Harbor. They had two feet of snow last year, and uh, and yeah. so and so it. Uh, they said, and then they turn around and sell their house, and they uh, you know rent a condo when they come back down here. <laughs> well, when you get to minus ten degrees and the snow halfway up the door, the screen door of the house on the porch, you know, you know you're not home in uh, in the Gulf Coast. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, good morning, Gene. It's always good to have you. I know you were here with uh, Ted a couple of weeks while I was gone. And uh, and we appreciate you uh, showing up this morning, as you normally do on Friday. I, you know, don't have any particular subject to talk about. Wondered if you had anything you wanted to talk about. Well, it ties into everything. Uh, I've listened to your show before we came on and what I've been watching in the national news. Leonardo da Vinci has a wonderful quote. Learning never exhausts the mind. And that's his quote. But my comment to that is it's the frustration from the lack of learning that exhausts the mind. The lack of, uh, 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 the frustration from the lack of detailed information supporting the issue that is on your mind. And in today's situation, we are frustrated with a teenager, a young student in Uvalde, Texas, who promises the world. Four years ago, he told law enforcement that he would be back when I'm a senior in 2022. I'm going to shoot up the school. Now, uh, why uh, was this not monitored? Why was this not um, under some sort of oversight by law enforcement? Separate issue, and we have to address it. Why does Congressman Chris Murphy from Connecticut say police shouldn't be in the schools? And why is it that over 55% of this, this nation supports arming school, school teachers and uh, 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 staff with firearms so that we can uh, better protect this school system? Which has gone astray. Well, I don't. I don't see now, the problem. I don't see a problem with any with it, with, with arming school uh, counselors, teachers, principals, uh, even maintenance employees if they if they can qualify. Of course not. That's a good point, and I re- and I respect that. 
but it should not be so vehemently opposed uh, by uh, some of the woke left folks. Uh, and then all of a sudden, today, the uh, NRA is having their convention uh, in uh, Houston, Texas, their opening day of their convention. Uh, uh, supposedly, President Trump and Governor Greg Abbott were to speak there. I don't know if my information is correct, but my under, my understanding is President Trump and Governor Abbott will remain will be in Uvalde, Texas, uh, to support the uh, uh, the afflicted folks and those injured from um, from all, uh, 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 the families of those injured. I think that um, uh, uh, this has become a story for the day that needs to have what I call mass formation psychosis transformation. We've got to get out from under the regular routine of what we think normal uh, 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 responses should be and take proactive action, whether it's killing a student with a gun in his hand by a teacher or whether it's blocking the border from some of these folks coming over the line in the first place. We need a major change to protect our rights and privileges of this democracy. And, Michael, I fear it's at risk because law enforcement, and not to mention our national defense, uh, is just impotent. There's no question about it. Uh, you know, there, there's some question about the law enforcement officers out there in Uvalde and how they responded to this event. Uh, you know, I think the, 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 uh, the jury's still out on that, but there's a lot to be looked at in the way that and, and you got to remember too gene now you know you can't be too hard on some of these this is a small little town and not a lot of resources so you know they ended up calling for the border patrol which obviously have a lot more resources and there are a lot of border patrol officers in that area and it ended up being a border patrol officer that uh that engaged this uh this young idiot and uh killed him okay so you're you're correct and I, I make a, I, I cut some slack for the local folks who were under, underprepared. But this is not, uh, something that happened in a vacuum. This happened as a consequence of an overriding pattern we're in right now. Uh, Harris, I won't call her vice president. She's not qualified. Harris came out with a com, a comment about, um, uh, uh, let's look at the root causes and the, the, uh, the underlying theme. Well, let me cut, cut her some slack and say, what were the root causes of this kid? Was it a psychosis that I first mentioned where this kid's gone astray from the, well, so, so when someone gets frustrated, they're either going to become part of the sheepish herd, the mass formation, I call it, or they're going to rebel and become stressed out in the psychosis of caring, uh, of responding to the crisis at hand. This kid may have been responding to the crisis that he was not able to cope with within a family of bad parenting and drug addiction. He had a lot of good reasons to be acting out the way he did, but that's no excuse. No. The death penalty and shooting someone dead for that kind of behavior must be stopped. Not only were law enforcement injured, but the count was uh, uh, 19 children. Well, I'm sorry. I don't care if that kid's got a, 
a psychological problem or not. He's got to be shot dead. Well, he certainly no, he certainly was. Yeah, and there's no room in this system to coddle this kind of behavior and to nurture him and let's see what the root causes were. Sure, of course he had mental incapacitation. Of course he had some handicap going on. But his handicap and caring for his remedy cannot overshadow 19 dead people. That's right. And look, let me ask you this, though, Gina. The, 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 the trick here and the threading of the needle is, is how do you, how do you get people like this off of the street and unable to be able to purchase a firearm without interfering with you and I and our right to be able to, uh, you know, exercise our uh, God-given rights and uh, under the Second Amendment? Well, you nailed it. Therein lies the challenge that our impotent Congress, just like it took an individual like uh, Elon Musk to come forward and, uh, and, and go against his uh, uh, these Twitter, uh, the, 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 the Twitter bad behavior, it takes individuals like you and me now to step up because I'm convinced Congress, uh, or if you and I were to run for Congress, I don't think we're working within a system that's going to be able to change it. It's a mass formation psychosis, all right, but it's not the mass formation psychosis which pushes everybody into a, uh, a sheepish coddling follow the autocratic rule thinking it's mass formation psychosis it requires us to step up and step out and defend our nation because our constitution gives us the right to do it and to allow us to continue to carry arms under our second amendment but to shoot people dead who are misusing it guess what's also a weapon a vehicle that you and i drive to work every day that you get licensed for it, and the car is registered. Does that mean you have the right to kill using that weapon? Of course not. But you you um, certainly have consequences if you do. And well, we not, must make sure that if some some sort of regulations are tighter in the registration of the arm and the use of the arm, the training of the arm. I'm on board going that far, but no one screws with the Second Amendment. We still need to be able to use it freely. All right. Let me just let me just throw this out to you. I don't know if this is factual. I heard this yesterday, and I was sort of shocked when I heard it. Have not had time to verify it, so I want to make that clear. But but there was uh, some some talking head somewhere that said last year more people were killed with hammers than with firearms. Now that so if let's just assume that's the case because they said that. If that's the case, then why don't we register hammers and make it hard for people to buy them who've been, uh, you know, convicted of felonies and stuff? I mean, I'm just, I'm just asking the question. That's a good question. Why don't we go as far as Ding Dong Beto O'Rourke and say that we take take all the hammers away from everybody? Yeah, take the hammers <laughs> away from people, and only if you're a registered, licensed uh, carpenter can you own carpenter. a hammer. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you and I got my special certificate for hammering. Yeah, and you got to go to school and learn how to use a hammer properly, and uh, and you know know how to ha- know how to hit with it and be able to hit a nail and all those things. I mean, you know, I mean, do away with them, make them make them uh, serial number them. Make sure you know that if you find a hammer, you can find out who the owner was of that hammer. You know, I'm just saying that's how ridiculous it, a lot of this stuff is. Exactly, Michael. It's the liberal left psychosis 
to deflect you, to distract you, to divert your attention away from the real problem. And this is, we got a ton of other problems going on we haven't talked about. Oh, by the way, welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) It was nice. It was nice to get away from a few problems for a week or so. It was. (laughs) Exactly. You, but you're you're uh, you're steamed up, ready to go, and I'm proud to have you back. Well, look, Edward Schumer, uh, Schumer, even he he's ready now. Okay, he's he's trying to trying to find some Republicans that'll help him with this what he calls quote the domestic terrorism bill. Now, I haven't seen this thing, but you can bet if Chuck Schumer and his ilk wrote it, that it is going to be something that you're not going to like. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It's it's gone to a point where. Uh, we need to, instead of layering in another rule on top of the existing rule, Trump was correct. For every law you create, take away two more. <laughs> That'll it, never so, happen. <laughs> well, there you go. So the only, well, it will happen. It comes up, it starts this November when well. we get the Republican conservatives back in to under undo all of the heinous behavior that has occurred uh, since uh, November, uh, uh, where are we, 2020? Yeah, 2020 was the year when everything started going to hell in a handbasket. And, uh, and here we are a, few, a couple of years later. And, and, you know, let me just say this. One thing that the Democrats have not really understood fully is how their push to make prices of fuel go up. Now, I know the Russians and the war in Ukraine, has some, it does have something to do with it. We, we would be foolish if we denied that. However, it was in that, headed in that direction to begin with. All of the, the ability for, for companies to drill, to produce oil here in this country, uh, was they, well, in other words, they put strictures on it. They made it hard for people to do it. So what happens when you do that? Well, it creates openings for other areas to do their oil and what have you. The, the price of oil, it should not be at $115 a barrel. It should be down around $60 a barrel, $70 a barrel, something like that. But... <laughs> But it was near zero. It was near zero under Trump. <laughs> they were giving that stuff away. You, yeah, <laughs> it's part of what you said before: yeah. deflect, distract, and divert your attention, and so we can mess with who's sitting on the sidelines laughing. But the uh, yeah. zing, zing over there. Yeah, in, exactly. In China, exactly. But they're look, laughing like hell as we uh, um, uh, dissolve and disintegrate. Let, let me get let me get my point in. We got eighteen seconds left. I think that the the point is is that come November. The Democrats are going to pay for their energy prices. That is one thing that affects every human being in the United States is energy, and the energy prices are going to get them in November. Watch and see. Like like never before. Couldn't agree more. All right, Gene Valentino from Pensacola, Florida, former Escambia County Commissioner. Thank you, Gene, for joining us. We'll see you again next week. See you next week, guys. I just realized that Trina Lopez started this in 1963, with the song, If I Had a Hammer. And here we are today. It's registered. It's registered. 7.30, we're back with Heath Henry. In the middle of the pouring